Welcome to Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar. In this episode, Just Breathe, we're joined by sisters extraordinaire Lena Robinson and Contessa Bunn. We discuss self-management and the importance of breathing. R. Kelly, money and power, sexual abuse, and the pain of silence. We honor our grandmothers and remind ourselves that we don't just wear supernaturals. We are born to be supernatural. So contemplate, laugh, and be sure to leave a comment on Facebook forward slash Sisters Extraordinaire, where you can also like us. Now, on with the show. Well, it's good to see everybody. Hi, everybody, and um, good to see you. Welcome to the, the Sister Love Untethered Under the Radar. Oh. So we got the... Out of sight. Uh, out of sight, <laughs> girl, in the, in, the, in the patio, in the patio. <laughs> um, so today we've got um, Contessa Bunn. Yes, Contessa, Princess of Laughter. <laughs> Go ahead, Contessa, and tell us a little bit about our guests about you, Contessa. Well, I, what, what should I say about myself besides... Now, I've never known you to talk mousy. Yeah, no, okay, now I'm trying not to blow the... <laughs> Be you. Blow people eardrums out. Be you. Yeah. Uh, what can I say about myself? Uh, and I don't want to talk about my career. Oh, that's better. Okay. I, I don't want to talk about my career. But I want to talk about uh, who I am. Well, who is Contessa? That's what we want to know. As a woman that loves to laugh, as my daughter, when she was younger, she used to say, Mom, Mama, love to laugh. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I often bring humor into my life and pretty much all aspects of my life. And how important is it? Hey, gosh, it, it, it's my it's my medication. It's my Hello. coping mechanism. Hello. Uh, I don't no longer indulge in the the <laughs> drinking the area. The, the other extracurricular <laughs> activities. So this is how I uh, uh, what I use to uh, just stay sane in this crazy world we live in these days. And so um, I'm a mother of one. I have a daughter that's 30 years old, a grown woman, and um, I've been on this earth for 56 years. Girl, you ain't got to tell all that. Okay, okay. now, I'm going to just time out. We, we might even cut that out. You ain't got to tell all that. Well, this is not a, a, a background verified check job application. Well, I wouldn't tell my age anyway if I'm still a job. Okay. okay. Okay, that's it. I'm going to end it then, Sonia. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and in the house, we have Miss Lena. Hi, everybody. Hi, Sonia. Hey. Hi, Lena. <laughs> So I'm a San Francisco. So by the way, thank you for being the one to go first. Okay, I can think of all you. Yeah, what not to say either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, but I'm around the same vintage as Contessa. Let me just put it that way. We are all yeah. vintage women, but you know yes. what? We're not trying to. Also, we we want to make sure everybody. You know, listen. We are open minded women. No, no, I we are that today, to but yeah, we're seasoned. Ages are perspective. Mm-hmm. On things, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm being racist. I'm mm-hmm. racist. San Francisco 
Bay, uh, San Francisco Bay Area native, born and raised, uh, but I've traveled to maybe 10 countries. Mm -hmm. um, I studied uh, other languages, uh, Japanese as an undergrad. So, Tell us I, something in Japanese today. Konnichiwa, omedetogo ogozaimasu. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> okay. Um, and medica, what was the last oh, part? Um, that just means Happy New Year. Medica Oh, Congrats. well, you know, it is a, a Chinese, Chinese New Year. Yeah. This is the year yeah, of the Golden Pig, by the way, okay. which it only comes around once every 60 years. Oh, wow. So Golden Pig is supposed to be really a very special year because pigs are very smart. Mm -hmm. So it's usually once in a lifetime that you get to experience this. So okay. really maximize your, uh, as it was shared with me with uh, one of our uh, a Koreatown uh, Northgate presidents that... Uh, to think good thoughts, to act upon your your dreams. Mm -hmm. Don't take action, smart like a pig. Don't say, I wish, I hope, but oh, act yeah. with the greatest oh, of openness and, and, and vigor and ambition and know that the yeah, return go comes. For it. Yeah. Exactly. Go for it. Yeah. I love that. I am, I will. Yeah. It, it is, and so mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, but continue, Miss Lena. What else do you want to share with us today? Well, I I, uh, I think that is a good background on who I am. Mm -hmm. um, I I have a faith in um, Christianity, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm open to, as Sonia said, I'm very open um, to whatever path, you know, I think will lead you to a sense of, uh, you know, peace mm -hmm. um, mm. and love mm -hmm. towards your fellow hum human being. Mm -hmm. Uh, is is worthy is is important and is right. Um, I feel like we sometimes Christianity can be faulted for focusing too much on the afterlife of heaven mm -hmm. uh, when we really need to be seeking heaven on earth and yes. everything. And yes. um, you know, in the abundance of everything that is that God created here for us, including each other. Yes, and yes. and that really for me has been something that I think was an awareness that I came to through my travel outside of the United States, really seeing some places that are so, seeing the range of human interaction. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think, you know, you can see it in common out, commonalities mm -hmm. around the world mm -hmm. of how people take care of their children mm -hmm. and their elder. Mm -hmm. But you can also see it in some ways around how people don't take care of each other. Because of really incredible poverty mm -hmm. and, and things like corruption and mm -hmm. uh, lack of care for the, mm -hmm. the environment, those mm -hmm. kinds of things. So I'm, I may be going off on a tangent, but I just thought I'd put it out there that our first responsibility to each other. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What, what your beliefs are in, um, yeah. Yeah, in accountability. So, well, listen, I just want to say to both of you ladies, it is lovely and wonderful to have three people for the first time on the Sister Love uh, podcast, Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar. So, <clears throat> something I do weekly, so I'm just going to do a quick round check-in, mm -hmm. and I call it uh, my pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. And the pursuit of happiness is something that I challenge anybody that's listening, that every week that you intentionally and mindfully recall and know and set aside something that you do for yourself to fulfill your pursuit of happiness intentionally. A lot of times, particularly as working women, you know, we when doing things and giving, always giving and doing and doing. And then at the end of the day, so tired, it's like, now, 
and never even think that you'd be surprised how many women you might talk to and say, what did you do for yourself this weekend? That was special. And it, you know, it's like, well, let me think, well, when was the last time you did something special for yourself? So in the pursuit of happiness, I just want to, uh, uh, shoot around and just ask you. So I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So the one thing that I did and sometimes doesn't have to be something that's super, super big and special, but for me, it could be just very, very minor. So for me, one of the things that I did is I took time. It's not, I, you know, sometimes we spend money on gadgets, like massage gadget. Mm-hmm. I got a, a lower massage gadget. I got one for my hand, lower mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. massage. And then I have the salts. And then I have the shoulder thing. And, it, and the stuff will be all up in the closet. And, you know? and it's like <laughs> just taking up space. And so I... Yeah, and it's like, and don't just wait till it's like, really, I had got done so much to a point that physically, my body, mentally and physically, was just exhausted. So I made it a point that it's like, you know what, you need to have an afternoon of silence. Mm-hmm. Lay on your back, take a nice bath, bath. Get that massage thing out and sit it and turn. Don't turn on TV. Yeah. Don't turn on nothing. Just turn off the phone mm-hmm. and put your little. Uh, I have these things for, yeah, the eye cover, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, pads, and um, and then I have one that with uh, ice that I keep in the freezer. And just lay back with that massage uh, pillow on my lower spine and just let my mind be at ease. Try not to have any thoughts and just be still and know what it means to be silent, still, and rest. Sometimes we don't know that we almost have to leave town to, to make that happen. Why can't we have that? At home. So I'm trying to make it a dedicated uh, to do something like that. So that's my pursuit of happiness, and that's what's my fulfillment, my commitment to myself. Every week, ladies, it's a commitment. Okay. So, so that sounds great. Yes. You know, you that goes to show you how the universe works and how, you know, when you put thoughts out there and things align themselves. Because yes. coming back from Costa Rica at the Black Woman's Retreat. Yeah, now that was sounds like that was very was, special. It was, so it was, sure, it was not a, a trip and vacation of leisure. We got up seven o'clock in the morning, did yoga and meditation, mm-hmm. and it was and how many days? It was four days. Okay, intense, and intense, and we were in the jungles. <laughs> so it was very uh, eye-opening. And it's in the whole purpose of the uh, retreat was transformation. Mm-hmm. However, that it's was interesting. the theme. Yeah, the theme. But what's interesting, the transformation, you know, it's things that I already knew mm-hmm. and things uh, that I did that I've done before. Mm-hmm. But it's when you see uh, the life of through others, mm-hmm. as she was mentioned, when you have women there that, and they hear about their stories and their pain and, you know, how they don't they've given so much of themselves to their family to their children right and how there was one lady there had eight kids and she was a single mom and had never flown a plane mm. had never seen the beach had you know just yeah but all her really? kids are wow. are doing wonderful did they treat her to it or did she um she, this is something she said she had on her list to do to, okay. for herself okay. for herself Good. so since i came back what I've done, just as you were mentioning, Sonia, I have done, uh, I do uh, each morning, mm-hmm. I, my daughter gave me uh, Alexa, 
uh, echo. <laughs> so I said, Alexa, play meditation music. Oh, wonderful. And I sit there before I get up. Yes. Because one of the things that I learned uh, while I was there, uh, there was this man, I can't think of his name, but before he even left his house, he made sure that he was together, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've been trying to do before I leave my house, mm-hmm. making sure that I did my meditation. Mm-hmm. I tried to keep with the yoga. Mm-hmm. Well, I loved the yoga while I was there. I said, okay, I'm doing it. Well, you know, a body is sometimes a little <laughs> differently. They don't right. work like we want to, right? Right. So I'm doing my yoga consistently this week, and then for some reason, I pulled something. Oh, you got to be careful. <laughs> yes. You know, not every, uh, all right. levels of yoga right. is for everyone. Right. You have to be really, because if there's something, and a lot of times the yoga instructors aren't that mindful to tell everybody like okay, listen. If you only, I only want you to push and do what you can. You can right. Sometimes, you know, I won't get into it. But, but anyway, can, I so I understand what yeah, you're saying. So, well, I, I for myself, um, if, you know, I like to stretch. And and that's it. Mm-hmm. I like stretching. You know, I I tried to take yoga class, and for some reason, I didn't find it relaxing. I want to do yoga, mm-hmm. and I think it is because. You know, there's such a range of skills. Especially they're trying types. to make you wrap your leg around yes. your neck and turn. This so it wasn't for me. And I also find that when I'm in a yoga class, it's not as meditative. When I stretch, I let my body tell me mm-hmm. what it needs. Yes. And yes. That makes sense. And so that's really what, for and me this week, has been my pursuit of happiness. Is mm-hmm. Actually, just if i working Monday through Friday, you know, I don't go, the only time I can go to the gym really I, of course, I can go to the gym anytime if mm-hmm. I, I'm disciplined. But when I really count on going to the gym, it's Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And when I don't do that, like that's the thing that on the one hand I look forward to that, mm-hmm. but on the other hand I dread it. Right. Right? right. But when it's done, I feel so good about myself, and I'm glad that I, you know, took that time. It's an hour, hour and fifteen minutes to go to the gym. You're good, Lena. On on Saturday, yeah. I have to say you're yeah. very so, good. So when I can do that, I feel well. I've done that one thing. That I committed to myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. You know, and I have to say now, just as just kind of to uh, go back to what Contessa was saying about the um, the right. that meditation mm-hmm. and the yoga thing. Mm-hmm. Well, last year this was something I did for myself, mm-hmm. which was four day intense uh, a spiritual meditation retreat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which involves uh, very specific forms of yoga, but it's called. Uh, inner engineering mm. and uh and this is with mm. uh, uh Sadhguru. and this is someone that i listen to mm-hmm. he, can, he has all kind of speaches on youtube he mm-hmm. spoke with the un he's been i mean every mm-hmm. global uh, major arena mm. he has spoken because he projects this uh you know uh, it's about life life man nature the universe the whole balance but from that, and I, and it is about practice. So one thing I do spiritually is pray every morning, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. This week I started because I had stepped away from the the whole body involvement, mm-hmm. you know, through the meditation mm-hmm. and some of the yoga exercise. They're not exercises; they're more concentration and more spiritual kind of exercises where are sitting in positions where you stay for moments. You breathe. They're deep breathing, which yes, really breathing. are meant yes. for meditation. Yes. You know yes. the form. So that's something. And this week, I made it a point 
to do it that intentionally. Now I just don't put my yoga mat up. Right. Because because yeah. when I get up to go to the bathroom, I have to pass that yoga right. mat. That's true. To yeah. force me, you to, know, yeah, to I do things. Because it's yeah. now, it's like you. sometimes we know what we know. It's not about what we know. It's about what are you doing. Exactly. It's like nobody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, um, there's two things that you said. Um, breathing. Mm-hmm. I discovered I held my breath a lot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I do the techniques of breathing and meditation. I have become mindful that throughout my day. Mm-hmm. I, to breathe. To breathe. Mm-hmm. And I that's amazing that, but that it's real because it is deep i caught myself where i literally was let me tell you and sometimes wow. it takes somebody to bring it to your attention mm-hmm. back about six seven years ago eight years ago you know i had this crazy nonprofit gig and i, I was everything helped me i was just tense. always tense mm-hmm. i went to rent a car i was rushing to do something and there was a woman, uh, African-American woman, an uh, elder, and she is a life coach. Mm. And she was standing, coming in to rent a car, and she said, sister, she just, right, uh, there's somebody, this voice right, behind right, me. Right. She said, sister, she said, breathe. Yes. Just exhale. Yes. She says, I just sat here behind you and watched you, and you're not even breathing. Wow. And I stopped, wow. and I looked at her, and ever since she said that, when I know that I let myself get tense and work mm-hmm. up, and in the back of my mind, I'm saying, you know what? You're getting worked up. You're not breathing. Yes. And I catch myself. Do you know how we force uh, illnesses and kill oh, our own God. selves? Yeah. When we hear about somebody in their 40 and 50s, like, girl, did you hear? They just dropped dead. Yeah. So maybe we can take a moment to just ask all of our listeners to take a deep breath. Sure, let's do that. That sounds great. So let's just take a moment and... Inhale once. Let's do this on four. Inhale. Exhale. And when you and when you just inhale. do that, are you doing more than one breath? Four. And exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Okay, I'm going to say something because I can hear it. So I've been doing this practice for a while. Mm-hmm. When you begin to control your breath, mm-hmm. it's not from up here. Right. I can hear it, hear it from up here. Mm-hmm. It really comes... It's from down here, but it takes practice. And when you start to practice, you realize that when you breathe in, you can breathe, take a deeper breath in and pull it, and you can take in more slowly. And your exhale is, and you can control, and it's slow. And it really does take practice. So that's part of inner engineering. And that's what, and that's why I realized that I hadn't done these things. It's like I've gotten off. It doesn't matter what happens mm-hmm. in the world, but I find out, and this is what he's teaching, mm-hmm. it, it, what goes on in this world is going to go on. Yes. Anyway. Yes. But, you know, how we project or show up yes. in our energies. Yes. First, all of the engineering that impacts out of us comes from within. Mm-hmm. Then how we receive and perceive mm-hmm. things 
change. Mm-hmm. We we uh, observe and also become more keen keen in our observation, but we also control more uh, mastery of our reactions. Yes. We don't have to react. So when I listen to this man is so witty. I'm going to send you guys a yes. link. Sad guru. It's almost like uh, almost like S A D like sad guru. Oh. But I but it has an H in between the sad oh, and a guru, so, so I say that's like sad happy guru, mm-hmm. and it actually means it means someone who has no title, no name. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like so he's Ooh. not being put in a box. It's right. all oh, that's you know, mm-hmm. it's all imminent. So the one thing that he teaches, and I put this in my yearly or at the end of the year when I do my reflection and how I want to be for the year, but to focus on equanimity and uh, to be equanimous and exuberant Mm, to those two things together mean it's really tapping in your in your spirit you've got your light in you because you have balance and you have eminence Mm. and that's all that god Mm. is we can do that and contain that and if we can do this balance and then you're just going to walk different in the world So it's it's learning, but it, everything is practice. Because yeah. it's amazing how you can start learning something, and one thing can happen, and just send you yeah. through the roof. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I lost my religion. I lost everything because of one it. thing. Yes. It's like, yes. no, you didn't. And um, it's always when you're talking about your, you know, your mat, your yoga mat, mat and mm-hmm. uh, when you're talking about your yoga mat, mm-hmm. and then. You know, you pass by it. You have it where you can see it. Mm-hmm. Well, also found out a book that I'm now reading called The Five-Second Rule. Okay. Have you heard of that? No. Book? Tell, oh, tell us. I'm only on the book section. Let's okay. go. Okay. I just, The Five-Second Rule mm-hmm. is, I'm, I'm in the process of reading, but the whole concept, you know how when you drop something on the floor, you know, you got the five seconds. To <laughs> you can still eat it. Great. <laughs> well, this is sort of, excuse me, to take action. Oh. So they, she, the woman that wrote the book, at, I don't remember her name at the moment, but the whole concept is that when you want to take action to do something, count to five, four, three, two, one, mm. and just do it. Mm. Because we know that when we want to do something or mm-hmm. have goals, mm-hmm. we'll talk ourselves out of it, we'll mm-hmm. think about it, like, well, I want to do it, but I think mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I feel bad on it. But she said, before that, you're, you hear all the chatter in your mind, yeah. monkey mind, all the excuses, <laughs> don't even get it. She said, and what she's learned, that there's a scientifically something happens to your brain mm-hmm. when you say five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. It, it allows you to just take action immediately mm-hmm. without thinking and overthinking it and all the things that see that's so interesting because I actually thought you were going to say just the opposite which is five, four, three, two, one. take a deep breath exactly because that's the worst yeah. reverse yeah. of it I was thinking the same thing you need to you know do it or say it or yeah. right, right. get up or yeah. whatever it is yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and in some ways for me because I'm short tempered. Right. Mm. Right. It's very, I, I really, you can <laughs> I really, that. Yeah, I really have to work it for mm-hmm. my temper. Mm-hmm. And I really have to work on not chewing people out. Right. Mm-hmm. Being patient with people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I have to work on um, making sure my face doesn't. Sh- Tell you what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your face. People used to tell me it's like my eyes. It's like yeah. you see the way you looked at that man. It's like no, I don't. It's like girl, you look like if you come anywhere yes. near. Yes. 
like I told yeah. my daughter and but, before but I, there was the spoken language there's the body language and <laughs> there was a situation right. that happened with me actually it was on the Martin Luther King holiday mm, mm-hmm. and so it was a situation where I was someone had uh, upset me mm-hmm. and I did I stood there it was in a grocery line at Safeway mm, and I stood there mm-hmm. and I waited the five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. That I counted one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> and then, and then I took a deep breath and I, you know, ran through it and I decided that it was important to me to say something. Right. You know, and while I was very angry, while I couldn't right. say it in a way that was calm, me, I right. tried to be calm, reasonable. Right. But, it, but I was very angry. Right. And I knew I felt good about it, even though maybe other people sort of judged me. But I, I knew that if I didn't speak up for myself in that moment, mm-hmm. uh, that I would walk out of that store feeling like very mad. Everybody else, exactly. Right. right. When right. really I'm angry right. at that person. Told you. And handled it yes. when you had the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Had that crucial conversation. That's <laughs> important, though. You, you know what? Because I do. I, I, I will tell other people about that. You know, either that five or count to ten. It's like, hold on. I know you're upset. You ever mm-hmm. have find yourself mm-hmm. people? You know, mm-hmm. they're telling you mm-hmm. what they're at that moment, and I'm like, hold on. I want you to take a moment. Just breathe. And count to ten, and then okay, and then breathe, and then now let's talk about this. How, now, what what are the options to hand? How are we gonna hand, how are you gonna handle this? Just to help other people. Yeah, but how how ironic is it that sometimes, right in that moment, when someone needs when you need to breathe, and someone says to you breathe mm-hmm. or just breathe. Sometimes doesn't it like annoy you and make you mad? I am breathing. Don't oh, tell me to breathe. I am breathing. Lena, that's your personality. That's that's okay. <laughs> but Lena, I do. I just um, sharing that. I, I like that because I, you know, having a problem. I sometimes in my life defending myself. You know, taking up for myself, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. when, when you you allow those people to just dump on you and then you're like, oh, okay, and walk away and don't address the issue, then it manifests in other ways. Yeah, yeah. well, so, exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. and I, one of the things that I've discovered, as, an, as a black woman, mm-hmm. uh, I, what, I, what I feel like in, in, you know, this area, maybe it's the same in other parts of the country or the world as well, that People want to treat me like I'm invisible. Oh, right. Don't you think it's worse like, now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, they wanna, and they want to act like, Lord, you know, Lord. Yes. Um, yes. I'm not sure what kind of defense mechanism it is or whether it's like they're, you know, immediately uncomfortable with me. And so when that happens, you know, sometimes I just need to remind somebody I am here. Mm-hmm. I have rights. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're not going to step on them. Right. Exactly. Right? Right. And I'm going to tell you about it because right. you can't lynch me from a tree. Right. Hello. You know? <laughs> right. 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 And and I you're find okay. that I carry that weight on my yes. shoulder and that chip on my shoulder yes. as a black woman. Yes. Uh, and, and that kind of unconscious bias but it, is really, it's real. Right. People want to so say, it's, oh, it's your, oh, no. you, you know. No, no, it's so it's real. It's not it imagined. Yeah. But it is yeah. very real, you know. Yeah, we, we're, we're dealing real. with it. And, I mean, you know, it's funny how you could walk in a, in a room and be the only one amongst unknown mm-hmm. people. Or I, I just have to say, for example, where I live. The other day we had a HOA meeting, and we have a, a community email. And I'm very boisterous, but also because I, I also need to make comments from a professionals perspective when it comes to you know what goes on as far as 
property management or construction or issues and, and challenging about how things are being managed financially, etc. And and so when I walk into the room, it seemed like all of a sudden everybody's kind of like there's a, like there's an energy, a sense mm, of discomfort, yes, and it's like yes. you know what? I'm gonna sit right the in energy. the middle. I'm here. How y'all doing? Mm. You know, I'm here. I'm a, you know, and right. I'm, I'm a part of this. I'm present. Right. I'm gonna be present. Yeah, right. my, my voice will be heard. Yes. Yeah, right. Not be silenced. Um, right. Because other people are very, you know, vocal uh, when something, you know, is is important to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, as as uh, black women and sister sister women, and you know, that's the other reason. You know, just why I want to have this podcast mm-hmm. because you know, focusing and I say back black and brown uh, uh, babes, black and brown extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Because you know, women of color, we you know we have so many different challenges, and particularly as black women, we know just uh, traditionally things that we have to deal with. Uh, continuously, um, you know, and uh, that being said, I'm going to segue to uh, a little topic and theme, and, and it's not really just focused on this, but just around this. But as you know, there's been uh, the, the, you know, um, the hashtag Me Too movement, and there's been a lot of things going on, in, uh, particularly since the R. Kelly uh, mute, mute R. Kelly, hashtag Mute R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Mute R. Kelly. Well, also since that docu-series, mm-hmm. you know, and basically, for most people, if you've seen it, you know, R. Kelly is an R&B artist who's been around for probably over the last 25 years or so and uh, made lots of money and uh, and has kind of like a, a, a behavior that's unacceptable, which is you know, well mature man that's focusing and capitalizing and taking advantage exploiting, of and exploiting you young know, women. The, the naivete and mm. the, um, you know, innocence of, you know, young mm. black girls. It's completely mm. inappropriate. It's something that I really had only become aware of, to be honest with you, in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. About it. Yes, because mm-hmm. it, there were many efforts to keep it very, very under the radar. And so what was really interesting when I looked at that documentary was to learn how long there have been people who have known about this. Mm. A lot of people. And that this isn't the first time this has sort of bubbled up, but then mm. it got squashed after he got, he, R. Kelly, got, Robert Kelly um, is his name, I guess, got, Yeah. Um, Acquitted. Yeah. So let me just give a quick, just for anybody and everybody knows, but just a real quick about the, just a a quick summary. Uh, But R. Kelly has uh, faced accusation of sexual misconduct. And the six pack documentary on which was on Lifetime basically took an expansive look at the allegations against R. Kelly. Uh, And this includes uh, testimony from several women who accused him of abuse and as well as, you know, different cri- critics. It included uh, uh, comments from the founder of the hashtag MeToo movement, uh, Tarana Burke, mm-hmm. and John Legend. And also, and it starts with his uh, alleged relationship with uh, R&B singer Aaliyah, uh, beginning at the age of 14, 15, or 16, who's 14. now deceased. Yes. Yeah. Which I believe he was a part of. I believe it. Yeah. So I just <laughs> want... You say, and... and uh, <laughs> The women who are speaking out 
are women now, but they weren't girl. They were girls when that's they, right. They encountered him, uh, you know, starting from the age of many of them, you know, fifteen or sixteen, um, and and where he, where Robert Kelly, took them, really into his life, into his home, and almost, I'm not sure what kind of relationship. Obviously, it was a sexual relationship, but it was rape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, right. It's rape. I mean, they, you know, they yes. gave, you know, it was consensual for them because they were there. But on, but on the other mm-hmm. one hand, the other hand, you know, they have a did not have the consensual. emotional. They did not have it, it was statutory rape, yes. but right. they yes. did not have the emotional uh, wherewithal to, you know, to turn away from that. And some, to some extent, I have to believe that. A big factor in that is how many uh, black girls mm-hmm. are living in fatherless homes, you know, uh, living in homes without a, a a man in their lives, mm-hmm. you know, that is their, that can be an example of what it is to, okay. how a man should treat there you know, are men in a, the home that not, not necessarily. I'm not saying that they're not, that, you know, all men in the home have, right. I'm saying that, you know, the statistics are that easily at least 50% of, you know, homes with black girls mm-hmm. and black boys do not have a father. Yeah. You know, and it's getting, uh, it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, but I think that it's been a problem in our community for many, many years. So if there isn't that person in your home that will stand up to another man and say, mm-hmm. you're not going to do this to my daughter, you know? Well, you know, on the other hand, which is, this is also a sad statement because there are numerous of, of incidents where, you know, in the black community, traditionally, we don't talk about things that go on in the home. So if you have broken homes and you have a mother who has a boyfriend and she has a daughter Mm -hmm. of the age, she marries a man or maybe not Mm -hmm. and finds out later that the man has been molesting the child or didn't disbelieved uh, the daughter. There's lots of this historically because things in even generations Previously, they just didn't talk about it. Right. They didn't want to talk about it. Right. And that's a, this other thing of, of, of silence, behavior of silence. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, somebody speaks out or the child speaks out, they're doing exactly what they're they not did being believed. The, well, just, just look what just happened with the case with um, R. Kelly, you know, getting acquitted. And you have all this evidence. Oh, that uh, how all they acquitted him the first and time. And one of the jurors said that he said I didn't like the way the women came in they were dressed they didn't look they didn't you know and it's like blaming it on the women yeah. women you know, they get blamed the victim, yeah. the victim blaming yeah. and once again getting victimized yeah. okay yeah, yeah. by so, that process yeah and you know I'm at at a point being uh, uh, incest survivor right um, right and I didn't look at the documentary my daughter was talking about it um, I've shared with my daughter what had had happened to me mm-hmm. um, for many years? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a generational curse because it happened to my mom, and um, it's amazing it's, to be able to to be able to release that though. Content. So I just have to say this: sometimes we hold these things for so long, and generations and it's happened generations before the, and not come to terms of it it helps you to deal with maybe issues maybe sometimes with men or relationships or whatever i finally admitted to my mother recently right. that her youngest brother did that to me right. when i was like nine right right you know eight nine ten and it's it's, it's almost kind of hard to 
uh, come to terms to say it in, on your tongue. But when you admit it, I almost feel a little relieved a and little this bit. This is the phrase I took away from my trip. Revealing is healing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so the thing about it is I, I, I grow so tired of the, com- I actually grow tired of the conversation because I want solutions. Mm-hmm. I want something done. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, when you see what happened with R. Kelly getting off and it, it's, to me, I'm not just looking at R. Kelly. I'm looking at, he represents have, everybody that, that's in him and that were complicit by silence. You know, they, yes. they, they, allowed, they helped. Yeah. Him. Yeah. They, but here's the thing, you know, he was there. Gravy train, he was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bird, I mean, you know, the, the golden goose. Yeah. Sure. So, you yes. know, you Especially know. to the parents that, that yeah, kind of said, times, oh, know. she's going to be rich. We're going to be times, rich. You know, and even <laughs> yeah. you're talking about sometimes when it's, you know, mm-hmm. the boyfriend of the mother, mm-hmm. or the, the, you know. Like the and, guitarist and his, the, the, one, the young girl that he was, the video where he was urinating in her mouth. Yeah, that was the guitarist's daughter. <gasps> oh. Oh, niece. 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 And she regretted that she introduced her niece uh, to him. And that was, you know, she had no idea that she didn't know at the time uh, that that's what kind of a person he is. But sometimes we get, you know, (laughs) we get our um, motivation mixed up, you know, Um, especially if there's money involved. Exactly. You know, we, you know. Yeah. Yeah. um, yeah. Well, that's why sex trafficking is a billion-dollar industry. So, you know. And just, I think that, you know, that really goes back to, because there's always going to be, you know, even in the, you were seeing it in the Catholic Church. I mean, oh, that scandal is oh, unbelievable. Oh, my God. And so, it, oh, I think about it in terms of, why do we, why do we take, you know, look for people, we being humanity, or we perceive as vulnerable mm. or weaker or mm-hmm. and exploit yes. them. Why, I mean, what, what is, is that a human trait? And it feels Tell like that it's, it is, I don't know, you know, I think maybe it's because we, it's in mm. the media so much. Yeah. The media talks about the negative things and maybe that's not, maybe there are more, obviously there are more good people than bad, right? Because that was just one person in your mother's, your in your family that did that to you. That wasn't all of the men that you had in your But pretty much, the, pretty much the men on my dad's side, pretty much the men on my mother's side, it's it's more prevalent than I think we, you know, really? realize. Yeah. You know, and but just like, to go back to what you just said, my confusion is why would that be a go-to for you? You see a child and, want, like you said, the vulnerability yeah. and want to... Continue. Well, you know, the what? thing that... And this is not to mitigate what he did or any mm-hmm. way excuse mm-hmm. what he did, but then we discover that he what, it was sexually exploited yes. right. his sister. Not only his sister, he was he, some guy Somebody on the else. street. Yeah. Several, yeah. Um, so, yeah. because of the repetitive nature mm-hmm. of this and because, mm-hmm. you know, it's happened to you and then mm-hmm. you, you can't perpetuate it. Right. And... So how do we heal? You know, I mean, what these people didn't realize is that, you know, he is, they they were supposed to help him, right? Now, they viewed it as hurting him by turning him in, Mm -hmm. but they were really, you know, it would have been a help to him. Well, how do you help somebody who doesn't want help? Well, okay, so that's the other thing, yeah. because he had all these enablers mm-hmm. around him. Mm-hmm. He had all these people yeah. that, mm-hmm. that actually turned their heads because they, they, they all 
get bought out. Right. And they, they do it for a dime. And I hate to say it. So if you take uh, a population of, of people that are used to being uh, impoverished and mm-hmm. everything is about climbing up, mm-hmm. getting money. However, they tend to choose, they select to turn their head for the dollar, for the gold. And some of the parents may be guilty of that as well. Well, yes. That's you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and so he still, how he got off, he, there was a whole jury of people that mm-hmm. somehow at least uh, ethically got bought out. Yes. They yes. turned, you know, because he's a star and he's this, that, and the other. I mean, I think it's, and then still wanting to blame the women. You know, at the end of the day, he walks away, he's like, I'm invincible. What do I need to change? He's never been told that he's sick. Now he he's not doesn't believe that he has a problem. Yeah. If he's been turned on like this for the last, you know, 25 years, you know, anything over 18 doesn't, you know, right. float his boat. But, but Lena, what cracked me up too, Sonia, is that when he was acquitted, it was, it was it's not funny at all. <laughs> but right. it's just how people take religion and take Jesus and use it. He was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Like, well, who was thanking Jesus? R. Kelly. Oh, was he? Wow. <laughs> well, what oh, do you know about Jesus? Oh, my well, God. I that, anyway. But I think it says to me that he really does not feel that he is doing anything wrong by exploiting young girls. And I, I think that he's not alone and not appreciating the vulnerability of young girls, right? He doesn't view, he really has never been brought into a place ethically, morally, spiritually of understanding that this is a vulnerable population. Right. They're off limits. And I was thinking back to a research study that was post uh, published in the Washington Post, I want to say, maybe about two years ago, mm-hmm. how society does not view young black girls as, as having the same level of vulnerability as young white yeah, girls. Yeah, absolutely. It was published. I'm not sure what the data was behind it, whether it was a survey or how they came to that conclusion. But I can really see why, and I'm not, you know, why isn't he doing this to young white girls? Mm. Maybe people say, you, people say no. I mean, the, the truth is, is that, and I know this is true, that you generally have that kind of a situation happen with people who are familiar to you. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. But at the same time, you know, I feel that um, he's he's preying on, you know, a population that he th- that I think believe he other people thinks nobody's gonna stand up for them. Nobody's going to rock their boat. Nobody's going to give up their you mm-hmm. know, their comfort in yeah. Because their... if if it was, you know, young white girls he'd I be, said wait a minute he'd be right in the middle of a concert <laughs> they would have turned mm-hmm. the lights out on him they would have shut him down <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, oh, yeah. and then they would have turned him up and came in with handcuffs and right took him exactly <laughs> there wouldn't yeah. even been no trial yeah yeah and then they just shot him in the parking right lot. right Absolutely. Yeah. yeah yeah well this you know but this this goes right to it's like who do black women lives matter black female lives matter I mean it's the same thing and it's you know that uh would they have given this much weight? Would it have gone on this long? Had it, had he been doing well, this? I think a lot of times the larger society that 
you know, as an Af- as a community, blacks are a community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're part of a subset of a larger community. Mm-hmm. So when things happen in our community, whether it's black-on-black crime, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, uh, all, anything, that society outside doesn't necessarily care. You, mm-hmm. you want to kill each other? Kill right. each other. No, you they rape don't. Each other, right. Each other. Right. But when it begins something that, you know, it permeates and, and outside. outside of the right. media, <laughs> because, and I think in general, you know, the world uh, doesn't, I mean, how do, how do we allow slavery to happen? How is it that you can go to almost any country yeah. in the world and who is the bottom class? Well, well, but they're, they're referred to as, oh, well, let them heathens go on and do, that's what they do. Let them do this, do that. But, you know, okay, so which is crazy. So how do we then, that, uh, then how do we then yeah. value each other? That becomes, that's where the solution where come we, in. in that. Yeah. Where yeah. The solution well, we've is. got healing to do. We've got, we've got, got generational healing to do. And so, how do we start that healing, though? That's, that's the thing. How do we... Start that. Well, we can't, uh, clearly we can't do it, you know, overnight, but we start individually. We start within our homes. We start with our community. We start Sometimes with ourselves. We, we well, definitely we with ourselves. And, then, and that's what goes back to there what I said. It's like my goal, even though I do have a short temper and I can, you know, I never lash out at someone unless I really feel that injustice has been done. Mm-hmm. And, and I really, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I'm going to speak up on behalf of my own personal justice. Right. right? right. Because mm-hmm. maybe that'll make that's you think it. about how, you know, because... Yes. Contessa, not everybody's is as outspoken as I am. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I don't want people to do is mm-hmm. think that, oh, I can do it to anybody. Right. Right. And, right. You know, so many right. times I think about my she or my grandmother who didn't have that liberty Goodness. of speaking right. up for herself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I said, no black woman. Yes. You know, that is my cross to bear. Right. Yes. No black woman. Yes. You know, yes. Or yes. person. Yes. You know, yes. well, I, I, I feel like I stand in, the, you know, in some situations, not that I want to carry that burden, but I just can't allow people... When I know Ooh. that they feel that yes. they are entitled to get away with abuse towards right. I am with you. Exactly. You know, I just yeah. said to my one of my housemates, we were talking about something, and I was just furious. And I said, listen, I have a certain righteous indignation when it comes to people bullying the someone who, you know, individual, a mm-hmm. class, a group, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. population. I just can't. It's just something that gets yes. in yes. me that yes. just can't allow it. I can't stand it. And I'm going to speak out on yes. it. I cannot not stand yes. bullyism and there's all kind of levels of it it's sure. manifested in yes. all kind of yes. ways but that's not something as an individual i feel that i have to you know uh speak out you know when i yeah. when i'm if i'm there i see it i observe it now the other place where do we start sometimes i try god help them but i'll try i know it starts with me but I try to reach my family. They're the hardest, knuckleheadest people yeah. to ever try to convince when you're trying to bring and present something that's right, but fair, and same, beneficial. But I think in many ways, it's the same principle where mm. I can't necessarily tell you how to live your life, what is right and what is wrong. Mm. I have to live it by example. But the one thing I, where I will draw the line, family or not, mm-hmm. is how you treat me. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we can't, I think, in our own sphere of influence, our family, 
you know that we do have to have those tough and critical conversations sometimes mm-hmm. with them is you know look you may want to do this that right. and the other right. but when it comes to me my mm-hmm. home my property mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah right? respect and respect yes. that mm-hmm. you know I Absolutely. respect you, you respect me, yes. you know, and then you can want to tell them about themselves if you want to, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I think the black men, are, there's a lot of healing needs to be there. Oh, without and a doubt. Just, you know, I, I guess for, I, I, you know, and like you said, it starts with us, it starts with our own healing, it starts right. with working right. on us, and, and just, you know, Lena, that, it just resonates with me, just being a, a protective defender of yourself. It just, that just, you know, it's something that it took this t- long, this age in my life to start doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and to tapping into, like you said, you quick to anger. Well, I was never quick to anger. Mm-hmm. Now I notice that I am a little more quicker to, you know, because like, stop, you know, I'm you no more. With yes. You really yes. get impatient yes. with mm-hmm. it, you know, and, um, and we do, we do it out of love. We do it out of saying we do want to live in a world where people are kind, yes, you know, to yes, each other. Where yes. I don't have to get frustrated or angry and be ready, you know, right. to, to do whatever. Um, you know, but, at the same time, you know, you know, at this, when you become so, it's about becoming mindful. You know yeah. what you need to do to you because first. Self love and care mm-hmm. is most is par and foremost. Yes. And so when you walk out that door, how are you going to deal with the world? You don't know what's going to come to yes. you. And it's about and that's the part where we have to you know you have to get yourself prepared to, to, to with yourself take care of yourself mm-hmm. have your armor but be mindful because you know I'm going to respect others as long as it's reciprocated and when it's not I'm going to have to pick and choose how I handle just like we got to pick and choose. Ultimately, okay. about okay. battles at the end okay. of the day. Okay, I have. I, see, I always sometimes this gets too heavy for me. My heart starts to just, you know, <laughs> want to explode. My brain is like, you know. Okay, so I have a question. If you had, um, and I always put myself. Okay, I love the comic strips. I love superheroes, mm-hmm. and so if you were a superhero, mm-hmm. what kind of power would you have to? Like resolve some of the things that we're talking about now. Oh what, what Lord! Power okay, I be? I have something yeah. real stupid that I would say, <laughs> but I'm going to refrain from saying it. <laughs> I like stupid. What is it? What is it? Oh, it's stupid. <laughs> I, I got this little saying. Anybody that knows me real well, but I call it. Uh, I say, you know what? And this is just a quick, the humor comedic response. Uh-huh. It's like, well, I walk around with a can of MBG, and it's called. And be gone. Just, you can put whatever that is, but in be gone. And I'm just going, and that's the pimp, pimp, boom, you gone. That's it. Nice, I like it. Yeah, that's I like it. it. Simple said, done. Enough said. And that goes for the same way person that pushed my butt to the person that cut me off over there. Everybody. There's going to be a lot of people on earth. Exactly. Wait a minute. I'm going to do a YouTube commercial for some. Here's a can of NBG. Get yourself some. And it's not discriminatory. In age. Sometimes they need two dollars. Super industrial strength. I know some folks that need that. Ooh, Lord, tell me about it. You gotta be prepared. Yes. So what am I 
Catalina, what, what would it be? Oh my God, uh, superhero. I think, um, wow. I think that for me, the idea of anybody being hungry mm. and, you know, and the idea of one person being a fat cat and one person being, mm. you know, hungry and mm-hmm. starving. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd be the person who, the, the superhero who like would snatch a sandwich out of a you know, fat cat's mouth <laughs> and, and just when they were about to take that bite, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The fat, the fat rat. Yeah. <laughs> the fat cat, fat rat. Is it? I love it. What happened? Yeah. So, Super sandwich taker yeah. just came. That's yeah, funny. Their sandwich is, you know, gone, given to somebody else. Okay. Like a, I think about it, but you could extrapolate that to, you know, to, to riches. I mean, mm-hmm. when you think about the, the Robin girl. Of, uh-huh. Like Robin, Robin Hood, like Robin, Robin Hood, yeah, Robin Hood look. Yeah, yeah. We gotta call it around. Around the way, girl. Robin, Robin. Well, I, I, I said to someone, I said, uh, if I ever went to my dark side, if I ever went to the side that I try not to visit, and I said that I would, you know, will be like, you know, uh, some type of superhero would be R. And I'm like, what's the R for? For revenge. And so I would see myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Revenge girl. Revenge girl. And I would see myself and I just, you know, be, I would be a sniper or a serial, Ooh, yeah. okay. serial, serial kind of person going to gotcha. taking out all those abusers, you know, gotcha. you know, actually setting them up to fail. You're like, I'll be part of, you know, evil plans and schemes to, you know, like not when they go to court or something and having something where they wouldn't get off or something like that. Or, you know, when somebody but come out karma. of court, I, I, I mean, if you believe in karma, I, yes. that's karma. Yeah, that is. Because eventually, yes. you know, yes. you're going to get yours. You're going you, you to get yours. What was you it? Know? What was it? What was it? Okay. Speak of, every time you say you're going to get yours, I think. I think it was Dave Chappelle. With Dave Chappelle, people were saying, hey, yeah. Or I don't know, it was Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle said, yeah, he was talking about Trump going to get his. Trump going to get his. He ain't going to get his. He's going to continue to sit there and get ours. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know, but you're right. You're right. We could go into Trump. That's a whole yeah, nother. That's another episode. episode. No, but no, listen, you yeah. know, so since we you, you brought up superheroes, uh-huh. I, this is a time to go right into oh, okay. the sheroes. Okay. okay? Right. So the shero, and this is important because I, you know, again for our our sister love uh, listeners, our sister extraordinaire circles, a sexy. Uh, ladies, you know, uh, is that we always want to be mindful that, uh, you know, that we are sheroes. There's Mm -hmm. sheroes amongst us. Mm -hmm. There's sheroes that lived in the past, present, you know, they're sung, they're unsung, and just want to bring up uh, sheroes since we're talking about superheroes. So, uh, Contessa, let's start with you. Yes, as we had a little discussion earlier talking about sheroes, and I told Sonia, I said, yeah, I, I couldn't really come up. I'm sure we have a lot if you go in history, and you hear about them all the time. But, but we just want to talk about the one, one that matters the today one, yeah. right now to right. you. Because this is ongoing. Yeah. yeah, and the one that mattered to me as I got to thinking, we have them in our families. And I recently lost my grandmother, and we call her Big Mama. I call her Big Mama. Big Mama. And Big Mama died uh, right before uh, New Year's Eve and passed away of Alzheimer's. And mm-hmm. she is my hero. She is my hero because not only 
did she not raise 12 kids, her children's. Mm. She said, I love all my children's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, she kept the family together. She was like the uh, the core of what kept the family mm. um, in, together. And she was she was the foundation. The and she I, was the pillar. Yeah, she was. And I find out at um, her funeral what, you know, just the wealthy. She's a fighter. What was she Big was Mama's a, name? Her name Full was uh, Willa Mae Ball. Willa May. Willa May. Willa May. Willa May. Willa May. My, my grandmother, Big Mama, was Lena May. Lena May. Oh, my yeah, okay. God. Sorry. That's where you got your name. Yeah. Lena. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah. Name's Lena. Yeah. Yeah. Lena. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I like what you were talking about earlier, Lena, when you were talking about Big Mamas and, and um, what they mean. So I'm well, good. What, what did you say? What well, did I was saying earlier how when I think about yours, there are many women, like you said, that mm-hmm. are meaningful in terms of their example to us contemporary mm-hmm. but for me a shiro is somebody that i knew who they were at their best and their worst yes. you know because mm-hmm. ultimately yes. people that are you know in the public mm-hmm. we don't really see who they are behind mm-hmm. the closed doors yes. mm-hmm. and my grandmother was a w- woman of integrity mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. dignity mm-hmm. behind closed doors mm-hmm. you yeah. know yes. and yes. Um, she didn't you know she, it wasn't just when she got out in public how she acted. It was what, what she, she did. You mm. know, what kind of home she, she kept. Did. What was your grandmother's name? Lena May. Lena May. She yeah. did that. Lena May. And uh, what kind of home she kept and, mm-hmm. you know, and how how she raised her children. Yes. And, and, you know, she, if she was alive, she died in 92 as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. She was alive. She'd be 100 years old. Wow. Mm. Um, she was born in 1918. Mm-hmm. In Texas, so you realize, you know, um, the kinds of things that she sacrificed in terms of her own personal, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes feeling of frustration, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm reading a book called the warmth of other sons and mm. I, I, you know, reading about how, who's it by? Don't ask. Okay. Know, but, well, you um, can share it with us yeah. later and we'll put it yeah, on the faith on the, on the website. Right. Um, it's talking about the great migration from the mm. early 20th century, mm-hmm. the early 1800s mm-hmm. to, to really, they consider it to have happened until the 1960s, mm-hmm. yeah. from the south to the north to right. the west, and right. how. But in the south, how you know you couldn't even, as a black person, walk on the same sidewalk as a white person. Right. What kind of indignity? Right. What, what kind of you know? We're talking about abuse and victimizing. I mean, for too many decades, for but too many is, for centuries. I mean, you know, it just and goes so how on. How do we come out of that level of abuse? Well, that's just and it. Degradation yes. and and learn how to love and be. This you know, is, but that's what the beauty um, of our highest self, right? But that's that's and that is the beauty of what I loved about my my big mama is that mm. she was able to love and you felt the love anyway, yeah, in spite of in spite of knowing the, the the things that she had to go through, and, right? And what she, you know, because she was a janitor for Bank of America. Mm. until her retirement yeah but i found out that she and i was one time uh you know very active in the union and did you know lawsuits and stuff but i found out that she too was very active in the union she was Mm. the only black woman Mm -hmm. that we saw a picture of mainly all caucasian men Mm -hmm. and she was fighting for the rights of you know equal pay and right. the stuff and I'm just like wow blown away not at the same time raising right. twelve kids you know with her wow. husband and you know was a godly woman I said yes so we got Lena May and, and Willa May Willa May yes we got a and, and she showed that, that seed of of spirituality in my life 
Yes. You know, yes. and that, that's wonderful yeah, because yeah. my parents didn't do it, but right. it was her yes. who planted that seed. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to lift up our grandmothers. I guess in that case, I have to give uh, respect and honors to my, my mother's mother. That was Chandler, uh, uh, Chandler Hickman. Uh, may she rest in peace. I think we lost her about 90, about 94. She would have been now probably about a hundred and I don't know, eight or so, mm. and uh, they also known as BABE, so that's why mm. I like to use the acronym BABE for Black and Brown uh, Extraordinaire Women, so that's okay. honoring my oh, grandmother, okay. BABE, out of DeKalb, Mississippi, and she had her nine children, and she 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 was strong, and you know, whatever they went through, I never, I never knew right. the hardship. We were so protected with right. that love, like yes. you said. Yes. You didn't know if poverty was outside right. or in existence, you know, because you know everybody ain't good. All I know is I want to go to, well, I, I called her Madea. See, everybody's called her Madea. Okay. But her brothers and sisters called her Bay mm-hmm. and cousin, or cousin Chen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her name was Chandler. But, you know, with those southern accents, uh-huh. it was Chan- Chana. You know, they could never <laughs> cut, cut, and cutting, not cousin. Cutting. Cutting. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's the beauty of us black folks, know, you know? know. It's beautiful. People, like, when I'm at work, they have the Chinese, Vietnamese, and all these different languages. I say, we have a language, too. We do. Yes, we, we do. do. They do. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We have a lingua franca. Yes. It's a lingua, uh, yeah. lingua franca. Yes. Yes, 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 it is. It is. And, you know, people don't understand what we're saying, but we know what we're but saying. But we know what we're saying. <laughs> Fitna. Like my mom. Fitna. And, you know, and my mother, I have to tease, and I say this, but real quick. So my mother's always talking about, you know, and she, she I used to say she used to be Mississippi proper, uh-huh. as she thinks. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, well, you know, so, you know, we went here, and guess who come in? And so-and-so, and um, so-and-so else, and, and, and was with us, and so-and-so. So one day she says, so one day she says, guess who's, um, guess who's coming? I said, I don't know, with us? <laughs> Get mad at me. Oh, stop. <laughs> That's how I speak. I said, yes, you do. Error. You're all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, but you got to yeah. love That's the beauty of our yeah. culture, yeah. like it or not. We yeah. made the best out of it. Yeah. Every generation yeah. made the best yeah. out of it. Yeah. You yeah. know, yes. we did that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then these were women, for me, who were strong women, who, yes. you know, if they knew that something was going on in their house that shouldn't happen. Well, right. They addressed you know, it. They addressed it. You know, and the kids. Like, you know, yes. And Didn't somebody call you out that wasn't, you know, a, a woman elder as a child? I'm just saying, mm-hmm. as a kid, yes. that's the yes. respect, the yes. way it was. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so something has happened and I'm not, you know, I mean, maybe it's this, I feel like the closer we get to fame and fortune, mm. you know, in this country, because, mm-hmm. you know, you realize for, for, Many prior generations, I mean, we we just financially struggled, mm-hmm. and, you know, just had so many things. And then yeah. I think maybe the, I don't know, maybe it's just that we have the, we have more ability or opportunity to just be frivolous and not be connected to something deeper and bigger and, you know, yeah. than ourselves. I get you there. You know, even though I think about, you know, when you talk about migration from the South, but I'm thinking about... I'm, it just seems that we were more of a community, though. You know, we yeah. kind of band together, and I'm just looking at some of the 
you know, our brothers and sisters who was going to school, they took, you know, education more seriously. And it's just like the, the community was just a little family unit, I think. I think this, it, it just seemed like we're so dispersed now. We just like not, you know, it's like even when I, I do outreach and my uh, population is, the, of course, the African-American outreach. And I'm like, remember Oakland, I could go know exactly where to go to find the black folks. Now I'm looking like, where are we? You know, where are we? Where Divide we? and conquer. Yes. See, don't, yes. don't, don't be complacent about these, these uh, theories mm-hmm. and, you know, in re- reference mm-hmm. to our history. Mm-hmm. Things are intentional mm-hmm. that has been an attack on the African-American community mm-hmm. for centuries. Mm-hmm. So as we, you know, and it's, and it's systemic yes. and institutionalized. Yes. And we suffer because of that. And so there's so many areas that have to be attacked and approached. Right. You know, right. so when That's we talk true. about, so we need representation in all areas. Yes, Economically, socially, spiritually. you know, spiritually. Psychologically. Uh, I mean, that's a mental illness that's so prevalent in our community that, once again, we don't discuss and we don't talk about. Right. Well, Dr. Joy DeVry. Uh, wrote about post-traumatic slave syndrome, mm-hmm. basically is addressing mm-hmm. all of the dis- dysfunctional mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. and dehumanized mm-hmm. ways that have become embedded mentally and how do we separate generation mm-hmm. from that. When we go back and we look, well, why why black people? Why blah, blah, blah. Well, right. a lot of it stems right. from all right. of these, you know, things, a forced way that we had to live and survive, but then internally, how broke our families were in, in you yes. know dysfunction that we're impacted how do we impact? so we have to heal first but you can't heal from anything if you don't recognize that there's a problem, problem. you know in moving forward yeah you know we can have better dialogues about it when we can yeah, see what the problem is yeah, and well, we can recognize well, one it. of the problem is is that is that um when you can as soon as you can you want to get away from it yeah. mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just remember true. thinking, you know, how, yeah, you just want to get away from it. And so it does create a, a division. It does mm-hmm. create a, it creates a misunderstanding um, and a resentment sometimes. I feel, you know, I mean, personally, like, I guess frustrated and embarrassed by what I consider you know, a class of people that are not, you know, everything that I've been striving for, you know, I feel like we were always striving for better, right? you know, for for something, you know, and then to see people who, I'm not trying to, you know, I mean, this is a very complicated topic. It It is. And it's so multifaceted. It is. We don't want to in any way diminish someone's experience um, because we, you know, that's worthy. I mean, that's who we are, but on the other hand, sometimes I find myself feeling very frustrated with these yes, knuckleheads, you know, these Negroes. Yes, you know, yes, as, as, you know yeah, um, yeah, I, I have, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get you. Especially when you talk about education, you and know. I th- and I think that is because, you, you know, I find, fr- like, frustrating is that when I know I've tried so hard, like you said, tried so hard and worked so diligently in making sure that i doing the right thing, yeah. you know, to better my life. You know, mm-hmm. to dispel some of the myths and to, you know, you, yeah. know, you, you know, getting the education, you know, working and not, you know. Well, you, you checked all the boxes right. and you expected at the end of that to have a certain, you know, outcome. Yes. All of the, yes. all of the what they say were the, you know, things that were going to come along with yes. doing all with the right things. things. 
Um, and then it becomes and it becomes complicated when you see other people who want to take shortcuts and say, you know, that's not, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just to bring this back mm. in circle to our first topic about, mm-hmm. you know, R. Kelly, you know, and this idea of, um, of taking shortcuts and of not, oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry about that. That's okay. okay. That's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, so one of the things I do want to say this and it may come to you, but since this is February and it is our so-called African Black History, Black Black History, History Month. Month. And since we happen to talk about, you know, this particular topic about Me Too movement and this issue with the abuse of, you know, uh, young um, African-American women, you know, or young females and family. I just, just want... young people. Uh, young young people. Because you, that's what's going on with right. Kelly. It happened to him. So, so well, well, I, wanted, I just want to talk about, just mention one, since... Someone who fought and was an advocate mm-hmm. for not only you know women's rights, particularly uh, and um, for Black folks, but I want to just give honor to Harriet Tubman. Oh, okay. Now yeah. she was born um, Armenta uh, Armenta Ross. Most people didn't know that. I Armenta didn't know Ross. that Armenta. Armenta. That's her name. Armenta. That's her true name. Eighteen twenty-two. And one of the things that people don't know, yeah, and she. So Harriet Tubman. So what? The name Harriet Tubman, um, you know, I'm not sure if that name, she was born uh, Araminta. So the Harriet Tubman name, um, I don't know, that came, I guess she married a a Tubman. You know, I'm not really sure how she ended up. But the first name was changed too, right? Pardon me? Her first name changed too. Araminta. Oh, Harriet? Yeah. She was born Araminta, January 29th. January 29th. That was only two days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, 1822. Wow. So, you know, so not only was she, she was an abolitionist, obviously, for slavery, you know, but she was a political activist. She was active in the women's suffrage movement. And I don't know if a lot of people even know that. So can you imagine in that time where you're, you know, you're fighting for, you know, the rights of black people just to be uh, considered a a whole human being and not Mm -hmm. two thirds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, for years, we were not, we were not as far as they were concerned in the lineage of the human species. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. But, but that's all economics. You know, you do what you (laughs) you do. People will justify any kind of Mm -hmm. behavior Mm -hmm. in the name of money. Isn't it? Wow. It's right. You know, I mean, again, Mm -hmm. it comes back to full circle. Yes, it does. You know, you sometimes, sometimes there are other reasons for it, but money is often a very negative motivator. And, you know, it could be a positive motivator too, but for, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. But the black history and then absolutely Harriet Tubman and, you know, left the Underground Railroad, you know, many, many trips, you know, from the south to the north Mm. um, to rescue. You know, that's and rescue. That's that that in itself just yeah, amazed yeah, me. Yeah. She knew that system was not going to change anytime soon. Right. The only hope for so, as many as she could get was to get them out of there. Well, she and was a devout. Back to what you just was saying when you was like, sometimes you know, when you know, we get want to move out of situations because right, you know, in there our you are. But here, she could have moved out and, and stayed out, but she kept coming back to help others escape. Wow. 
from that. So she was whipped various times by her masters as a child in early life and apparently suffered a, a traumatic head wound uh, by an irate slave owner who threw a heavy metal weight attending to hit somebody else but hit her in the head. So she's had to live with dizziness and pain and, uh, and these type of spells throughout her life, but she still managed to persevere. She was a devout Christian, and um, and she had visions and vivid dreams, and uh, she she described ascribed as premonitions from God. So she was. I mean, can, she knew that she was a tool. Her purpose. Yeah. She that. knew that. Yeah. And that's powerful. When you it is when powerful. God has called you to something because. Yes, you know what he calls you to do. He'll, you know, you just do he'll it. Give you the resources to see. Your That's room. right. You, know, you may not see a way, but he'll make one. He'll make you out yeah. a superhero. Yeah. That's right. Put some natural on, to some super on your natural. That's right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Well, that's why we got we got supernatural. That's where supernatural comes from. Supernatural. We're born with the supernatural. We get that what comes from kings and queens and the supernatural. So there it is. It's in our blood. We just got to know it. We just got we got to know. And that's it. That's the thing. Thing was up to the time on retreat. Who are you? Do who are you? Yes. Who are you? Yes. Supernatural. I deal with my supernatural almost yes. every day. You know who you are. You got to know who you are. Uh-huh. Sometimes yes. that supernatural is so powerful, I got to find me a real something to tame it. I bought me a real big old thick cone to tame yes. that supernatural. See, we are co-creators. But That's be pride, have take pride yes. in that supernatural. Mm-hmm. You know I wrote a poem called Nappy Good. <laughs> I did. Yeah, because it was really meant to honor, to take the negativity about sometimes kids, because they're told things so negative that they don't see the beauty in themselves. And I said, no, no, no. I'm going to write something because uh, Nappy Good is about the beauty and Mm -hmm. celebrating Mm -hmm. that crown Mm -hmm. that is on your head. Well, that's the evolution of of our story here. You know, that Mm -hmm. was a time in order to be accepted, you have to straighten your hair. Right. You know, and that's not right. Just out in the right. white community, right. more so in the black community. Right. You came yeah. in there with nappy hair. I know. They put you out. They will talk about you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and wait a minute. And don't date those so, those nobody, those somebody. Because of certain families, it's like that girl got nappy hair. You can't bring her in my house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so isn't it amazing that you know we we've evolved to appreciate the natural, mm. the natural. Yes. You yes. know. Yes. Whether it's super or not. Yes. The natural part that's right. Are, you know, that's right and not and to embrace that and not to which and this is and I, I know we're about to wrap up but this is something maybe we'll come back to with this hair and that oh whole absolutely we should have a whole thing let's do that because I'll be I, I'll maybe be provocative and leave us with a kind of a cliffhanger okay to some extent I'm troubled actually mm-hmm. by the way in which we so many are moving away from knowing how to take care of our hair. Mm. You know, so quick to slap a wig on our head, mm. right? <laughs> and not just any wig, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about something that look like, you know, oh, um, mm-hmm. Tina Turner might wear, yes. you know? Mm. Yes. Are, you, are you in a theatrics or, you know? <laughs> Ill-fitted wig. <laughs> when, when we, you know, and that, that's, that's complicated too, you know, because everybody, we, we still are under this bias of a, you know, Eurocentric beauty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're still under that, still, yeah. that, 
that right. I mean, that still permeates the world. Not just black people, but anywhere you go in the yeah. world. You go to Asia, they t- turn in their yeah, hair blonde. Right, you go to, you exactly. know, getting um, plastic surgery, all these things. So, anyway, that's, that's where I'll leave that. Well, you know, I'm, we're going to wind it down. I just want to thank everybody for coming. Uh, my sister's extraordinaire. Yes, my, thank the, you for the, inviting Yes, uh, I mean, really, and just have a wonderful, powerful week. I want to leave you with a quote from our, our sisters. First of all, I want to uplift the grandmothers that we honor today. We want to lift you up in praise. And also, we want to lift up uh, Harriet Tubman, who left us with a beautiful quote. She said, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Wow. Everyone, you all have a wonderful day. And yes, and a wonderful week. And remember, life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Yourself. Yes. Yes. So don't reach for that star. Yes. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>